Well, hello, friends. Peace be with you, and welcome back to the Reach More podcast. Today, we are interviewing another member of the military. So this is the spouse of somebody who is currently serving in the Air Force, and she went through Reach More training with the Archdiocese for Military Services and felt inspired to start uh, not just one apostolate, but several in uh, as she's going to move along from one duty station to the next. And so um, today, Maria and I are going to be interviewing Gabrielle as she shares with us about how she discerned and started these different apostolates. So Gabrielle, welcome to the Reach More podcast. Thanks for having me. You are very welcome. Well, uh, so let's just jump right in. Um, what is it right now that you felt the Lord calling you to do? So, <laughs> uh, I got started with a group called, or I guess my first apostolate was dubbed Mothering with Mary. And it was whenever we were stationed out at uh, Langley Air Force Base in Virginia. And um, roughly three months after it kind of got started, which sounds like a decent amount of time, but it was very slow running. Mm -hmm. um, I'll get into it. So right whenever I felt like we're moving forward, we physically moved across the country and uh, now we are in Cheyenne, Wyoming. And so I had this little beautiful project that I felt like was the Lord just, Gabrielle, yes, do this. Holy Spirit was like, yay. And then he was like, just kidding. We're going to move you. And it wasn't really a just kidding moment. It is still a flourishing and beautiful apostolate at Langley Air Force Base. We so it's have, continuing, like people yes. are continuing it? Oh, yes. I love that. We, have, we had more people step up and take it over. Love and that. to this day, it started in the fall and it is still rocking and rolling almost, almost a whole year later. So there you go. Yes, I'm loving it. It's bringing more moms and just families into the community. And it was just a space for... Um, it was actually a friend of uh, a fellow military spouse. Um, we were both just kind of like, this is what I like. I just, I want like a mom's group. Like I want, we had a very active women's group. We had a very active men's group. We had a very active um, youth ministry. And I was like, as a military wife, as a mom, as a Catholic, mm -hmm. I want that I just need I need those like fruitful conversations I need that atmosphere around me and um we tried for like a year to get it started and to get it going and to just figure out how to make it come to fruition and then um I did the reach more training and so I'm like going back to my co-lead my my counterpart and I'm like listen um let me show you this book this week we did this and I think that it would be excellent for like this group that we're trying to start. So it actually formed along with Reach More, which is part of the training, obviously with starting yeah. like a consulate in a, in a small group. Um, and so, but I was like, I was doing the training and then I'm like pulling her in with me and I'm like, you should sign up for the next training group. It'll be great. Um, she has not signed up yet, but that's because they also about three months after us got moved to Cheyenne, Wyoming as well. So listen, Holy Spirit. He's Wait, great. she's with you? Yes. Oh, that's so, about, so fun. Okay, about sorry. Three months after we got here, or after three three months after we got orders, there's a lot of threes happening. Interesting. And uh, <laughs> uh, she, her husband, got orders as well out here. So I was like, girlfriend, got there. There are not coincidences. There are mm -hmm. holy coincidences, but they are Holy Spirit moments. So we'll see what we come up with out here. But in the meantime. 
um, when we moved out here, it was a very sh big shift in, I had such a great uh, chapel community and our family was just very involved. And then we kind of just got uprooted and felt displaced and we got placed out here and kind of just felt lost for a moment of where's our church family, you know? Mm -hmm. and, and I feel like that's such a big change in like your, um, your civilian parishes versus your military life and being Catholic is that you, you have this community and it's, and it's flourishing and it's great and it's growing. And then you just up, uproot and leave and you're kind of just wandering around going, okay, well, let me Google what, what churches are around here. Let me see what the, what the chapel parish is doing. Um, things like that. So we got out here and I, we're in, we're in the diocese of Cheyenne, but we're at Effie Warren Air Force Base. And the chapel here on base is in this transitional period where we don't have a priest. So it's a very unusual dynamic when mm. when you're a part of a Catholic community that doesn't have a priest. Mm. And, you know, there's no parish coordinator. And you're just kind of like, how, how do we move this ball? <laughs> and yeah. uh, so it's been, it's been a very interesting um journey so far. We've been out here for a few months and I started when I got out here, I was just again, searching for that community, searching for that group, um, searching for like, even just a faith study and, and something like that to be involved in. And so I ended up starting a zoom because I actually thoroughly enjoyed doing reach more over zoom. I, I felt like it was an incredible benefit for someone like me who is like, yeah, no, uh, I'm not going to show up in person to that group. No, thank you. Socially awkward. Mm -mm. So being on Zoom was actually that added layer of, oh, I can, I can do this. It's okay. They won't see like my palms sweating and, and like shaking and stuff. It'll be fine. So I enjoyed Zoom. So I was like, let's do a Zoom thing. Let me, let me figure out how to do this Zoom group. Since I'm new in this area, I don't, I don't know anyone yet, but let's, let's get it going. So I actually started it with um, a family member, a cousin down in South Mississippi, and then another military wife who PCS, permanent change of station. Uh, so they permanently moved from Langley, Virginia down to North, uh, North Carolina. Actually, she's stationed at the same base that Madeline is at, uh, which is now Fort Liberty. It changed from Fort Bragg. So I started it with her. She's another military spouse and Catholic and mom. And then uh, we're going to have another one here in Cheyenne join us as well. And so we're actually doing a faith study. It's a it's an organized study, but we get on once a week. And being military affiliated, being moms, being wives, it is still that conversation and community where you relate on so many very unique aspects. And they just, they come together so beautifully. So um, that's one of the things that we're doing right now. And then also being a part of the, well, being in the Diocese of Cheyenne um, area, we have St. Mary's Cathedral, which is beautiful. And they already had, uh, they had just kicked off a family ministry. And so they were kind of getting it going. They were starting, um, it was monthly family nights. And one of the priests for the Diocese of Cheyenne helps out the chapel whenever we don't have a priest and stuff. And so he had come and we were having fellowship after mass. And I popped over and was like, hey, Father Seth, um, let's chat. <laughs> I think that family adoration 
would be a wonderful contribution to family night. And he was like, I love it. Let's talk details. And so we sat down and just talked about one, the benefit of family adoration. I think if your parish does not have specific family Eucharistic adoration, I highly, highly recommend Mm -hmm. talking to your priest about it because Mm -hmm. taking your kids to adoration is incredible. It's life-changing. I am a cradle Catholic, had a reversion, started my reversion um, in my early to mid twenties or so, and have been continuing to grow since then. It's, it's, you're never done with your, with your conversion or reversion. And, um, I grew up totally not understanding the real presence of the Eucharist Mm. at all. And I had never even gone to adoration until I think I was in my late twenties, maybe early thirties. And so I feel like bringing your kids to adoration, it's monumental. And, but to do it in a family setting where, you know, there's going to be Tonka trucks playing around. There might be a kid rolling in the aisle. There might be some whispers happening about what's for dinner tonight, but you are in the presence of the Lord. And to do that with your kids, just, it's so beautiful. So to have a space that makes parents comfortable bringing their kids into adoration and knowing this is a space that is, that is okay for you to be having those dinner, dinner conversations, because that's what your child's talking about in the moment is it, it, it's incredible. So I definitely think that every parish should have a family adoration. So we did, we've, we've kicked it off. I think we're actually going to finally start this month um, with summer schedules and stuff. The priests were moving around and one of them was gone. One of them was permanently leaving. We got a new one. So it's been, it's been slow and steady, but we are starting it. And I, I'm thrilled. So those are the three kind of happenings, I guess, with uh, my apostolate journey, with um, just kind of moving and getting my feet back under me. That's awesome. <laughs> so I've, obviously I've, you know, I've been working with Madeline for a while, so I've been learning a lot more about like AMS and the military and kind of the shifts of change and all that stuff. It does, it takes probably takes a minute when you are PCS and kind of move to another location. How did you continue to get inspired to just be like, okay, I'm here and I'm just going to start a new apostle and we're going to do this together? Oh, it was purely the Holy Spirit. <laughs> um, so much of my Reach More journey or so much just over the last year, I actually preparing for this podcast, I was, I was really kind of reflecting on it. And it dawned on me that probably for the first time in my life, and I'm sure God is thrilled with me for this. Uh, I just, I stepped out of the way and I was Mm -hmm. like, you can lead Holy spirit. Um, I didn't realize that that's what I was doing in the moment, but definitely hindsight looking back, I've, I was like, yeah, this was so wildly out Mm -hmm. of my comfort zone of something that I would have just naturally chosen to do. And the fruits and benefits of it have been transformative in so many. I say so many. I really want to say every aspect of my life. Um, So purely by the grace of the Holy Spirit, have I gotten out of the way and allowed him to move. But um, moving to a new area, you really are kind of just like, okay, well, where even is the church? You know, like what, what do we, what do they have to offer? You know, like mm-hmm. what, where am I going and what am I doing? And so, um, and when you come from like when, when you are in a very active community and stuff um, and, and you leave that there, there, 
you feel that void in a way, um, which is such a beautiful part, not the void. That's not the beautiful part. Um, the beautiful part is, is being Catholic and knowing, okay, well, I can find that no matter where I am in the world, I'm going to find that. And being a part of the military, you'll, you'll be anywhere in the world. You know, my husband is, is active duty. And so he's gone on, you know, several deployments and several TDYs and, um, TDYs are temporary duty. The Y doesn't actually stand for anything. It's the most dumb acronym I think the military has. <laughs> but it's where you temporarily go and do duty somewhere. <laughs> and um, so and when he travels, when he's on deployment and stuff, he is is finding those Catholic churches. And it's, it's so beautiful. And um, But when you go somewhere, you still have to do the research. You still have to find it and things like that. And, and just recognizing, okay, we're in one of the most incredible shifts in your life whenever you're on a deployment or whenever you're permanently changing your your duty station those are the times when you need the lord the most you know i mean those are the times where you are feeling that void that you have to fill with none other than than your church family mm-hmm. and and um so yeah i think just doing that and having kids so that's definitely probably the biggest aspect, you know, for us is, is keeping that routine. I mean, when we moved from Virginia to Wyoming, we, we did it as a slow and steady. Um, we camped. So we, we turned it into like, a, I think it was like seven or 10 days we took to like come across the country and, and we planned out different stops. And we, we went to um, the cathedral or the basilica up in St. Louis. And so like we stopped along the way to like cert- very specific points to kind of show our kids that, Hey, when you're traveling and when you're moving across country and you have this life changing, you know, um, just this life changing event, especially for our older ones who are in junior high and things like that, what comes first is God. And so when we got here, it was okay, well, we're going to find a place. And whether that means that we go to a different church, you know, for the first four Sundays that we're here until we get our feet underneath us, we're, we're going to find, we're going to find mass and we're going to go. Um, so I think just the motivation of filling the void, uh, finding your feet underneath you, having kids and just recognizing and leaning into no matter where you are, no matter what you're going through, you, you got to find, you got to get back with the Lord. You got to find him. So yeah, I think that was kind of just the motivation of we got to hit the ground running. Like, like the classic military, you know, um, saying like boots on the ground and we yeah. needed boots on the ground. That's awesome. And I love the fact that the first one that you started, it's still going. And like, it yeah. just shows that sometimes the Lord asks you to start something and not necessarily and like, he's going to take care of it yes. and that he's going to challenge you and walk with you and go with you. And that's the beauty. So I just, I love to see the fruitfulness of your yes. Yeah. Even after you are not there. <laughs> like <it's- laughs> Yes, it has been so beautiful. It was it was really special, um, especially for me to see it continue on because it, it was something that it wasn't just me or my or my co-lead that desired that in the community. It was clearly something that many people desired. Um, but it was interesting because when when we got it started, some of the struggles that you can face, you know, when when starting an apostolate feel daunting. It, it, it feels like that if you're like me and you're like, oh, I have a fear of rejection, it's a hurdle that you're going to have to get past <laughs> because mm-hmm. when we started, uh, no one showed up like the first time or mm-hmm. I think even the second time. And I was going home being like, oh, gosh, 
This is... I missed the mark. I thought I was listening to you, but turns out I must have not been. I'm not sure where we, I'm not sure where we diverged, uh, God, but I, this was, this was not what we were supposed to be doing. And no, he, again, a moment of grace, I got out of the way and the Holy Spirit led and we persevered. And here it is a year later, continuing on with other women, you know, leading it and stuff. Um, So yeah, I will say in the beginning, the struggles of just feeling like, is this going to work? Are people, are people going to come? Are they going to be interested? And then also being a part of the military is so different of a civilian parish because the, the hoops and loops and hurdles that you have to jump through, uh, they're really, they're really not hurdles. They're just strictly brick walls that you have to like wreck it Ralph on. It's, it's intense to navigate through, I mean, to get anything done, you have to have 18 signatures and it's, it's a, it's a climbing ladder of who you have to get to sign. And is this allowed? Oh no, it's not. Okay. Well then let me, let me figure out what is allowed. So mothering with Mary, which is the the name of the apostolate, um, was probably a year in the making total, uh, before it actually had its first we are gathering, we're doing this. Um, so yeah, it was, uh, the, the, the hurdles and stuff are, are challenging, but it just, I don't, perseverance. And I have, I have really figured out or learned, or I guess I should say I am still learning, um, to keep going no Mm -hmm. matter how uncomfortable I, I get in a journey, just keep going because God's got the fruit on the other side, you know. Um, that was kind of part of my journey with Reach More in general. I, y'all, I had no idea what I was signing up for. Like, it, you're gonna be like, oh my gosh, we had this woman on our podcast talking about not even knowing what. She- yes, yes. Why did you I, say yes? The Holy Spirit. <laughs> <laughs> so somebody invited you to a group. You didn't know what it was, and you just said yes. No, they didn't even invite me. I just, I just was like, oh, I'll do that. I think. Oh, what is it? And then, I, okay, so <laughs> when I when I tell you, I was a solid. I want to say week four before I realized that we were going to be starting like a small group at the end. <laughs> when we we were on the Zoom, I think there was like six or eight of us in our group, and. Uh, our leader was talking and she made the comment of, you know, like this week, like, I, I really want you to start kind of discerning on like what your small group is going to be. And I was like, you know, in the room, whatever you get, when, when you're like blindsided and you kind of like look around at people and you're like, am I the only one? I'm like scanning the faces of the zoom call. And I'm like, I, we're, oh, we're, we're doing a small group. I thought that this was like an, if you start a small group, you're going to have the tools necessary. No, this was a win. So I'm over there profusely sweating, just like, oh, what did I get myself into? (laughs) I was not ready for this. And it was truly one of those moments where I just was like, okay, um, I'm in it. I mean, I can't be like, just kidding. I didn't know what this was. Bye y'all. I'm invested at this point because I've already seen like the, I think we had already done the timeline, Mm -hmm. which was, oh, even if you're not in reach more, 
do the timeline. It was, it was so transformative for just mm. me personally. Um, so I had already started to experience the fruits of, of reach more. So I was, I was in this very awkward, um, like, Oh, but I want to do this. It, it, it's been so great so far. Like I want to keep going, but I don't want to do a small group. Are you kidding me? Like I realize that this is what the training is for is to quite literally prepare you to a small group. But I was like, not me. It's not going to work for me. <laughs> no. Um, and, but I, I wanted to continue on with the fruits and I was too afraid to pull out. And so I kept going, thank God. Um, because it was incredible. But yeah, when I, when I tell you, I had no idea what I was signing up for. I had no idea. How did, how did you find out about it? (laughs) So, um, I had, I had heard whispers of reach more being a part of, of Langley's, uh, Catholic advisory council. We actually had a woman who was an active duty member and I guess she was kind of in the early trying to, whenever y'all were trying to implement it at, you know, each base with a point person and things like that. And so in our, in our Catholic advisory council, uh, in our meetings, she would kind of give her update and she'd be like, I don't really have much of an update on reach more, you know, and I'd be like, what's, what's reach more? And someone would be like, I think it's like a, I think it's like a young adult thing. And I'd be like, oh, and so that was, that was pretty much the extent of what I knew of reach more. So then, um, we were in a transitional period as well at Langley, where we went several months without without a priest. Uh, we had a we had a retired priest, fill, excuse me, uh, fill in on strictly weekend masses. He couldn't do anything else. Uh, I had a baby during that time. He wasn't allowed to baptize the baby. Um, it was a very again, the military brick walls are you gotta you gotta wreck it rough them if you can. And um, so it was a very unique time. And then we got a new priest uh, who is, uh, he, he was, he's a military chaplain and um, well, he's contract now. I don't know, it, neither here nor there, but um, he kind of came in and, and kept, kept the ball rolling with more momentum. And uh, he invited my husband and I to go up to DC for the, it was a young adult symposium and like weekend sort of thing with the AMS. and. Again, wildly, we've never done something like that. We've got four kids. We've got two dogs. Like that's like last minute weekend trip away is not convenient, but they provided childcare. And so we were like, let's, the new priest is asking us. We're not going to say no, that would be weird. So we went and pure just grace of, of God. It was, it was such a fruitful and beautiful experience. And Madeline was there. And at the very end, she made a brief comment about now mind you i am someone who is so socially awkward you will leave an encounter being like i don't what i don't see your um, social awkwardness at yeah, all by the way i do not know, know what you're talking about <laughs> oh, there are so many times where i just leave and i'm like what did i just do this was so uncomfortable so i had been kind of battling with that for several months in our community mm-hmm. and stuff and we went to this symposium. I'm like meeting new people. It was weird having conversations, it, even though we're all military and we're all Catholic. Those are the two most like unique journeys in my life. I mean, lots of people are wives and lots of people are mothers. You know, I can relate to people on that, but like military and, and Catholic, those are, those are two very profound, but unique experiences that I shared with all these people. But yet I was still struggling to just 
have conversation and just kind of enter into, you know, like, Hey, uh, you know, nice to meet you style conversations. It was, it was a very weird time in my life. And, um, at the very end, Madeline made a comment about, you know, if you just want some tools in your toolbox to kind of help you evangelize and like meet people, come talk to me. And, you know, like we're getting this thing started. It's, it's not up and running yet, but probably in the next couple months. And I just like stepped up to the table and was like, Hey, uh, you, you mentioned, um, yeah, I, I might be interested thinking that she would just push out some resources to me. That's, that's what I imagined was going to happen. So I gave her my email a couple months later, she reached out and was like, Hey, we're going to, you know, it's like this 12 week thing. And I pulled up my calendar and was like 12 weeks. What is that's like a long time. I don't, but like, I already gave her my email address and I said that I was interested. So like, yeah, sounds great. Sign me up. I'll do these, you know, cause she, she was starting two of them and it was one that was starting like right now or one that was starting in another eight weeks or so. And so I mentally, I knew myself where it was like, if I put this off, I was going to back out. So I was just like, I'll do the one now. <sighs> what did I do? What did I do? What did I do? Okay, it's gonna be fine. And so then we got started. And again, it was it was a few weeks into it before I really understood the assignment. Um, and it was incredible at the end. So <laughs> I tell Madeline all the time, I'm like, I should just walk around with like a with a reach more poster that's like, do reach more because it was so transformative for again, I beg to say every aspect of my life. Uh, personally, my personal journey grew exponentially uh, and it started with that timeline for sure I think was 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 the most pivotal probably moment for me in the beginning in the beginning was really just reflecting on on my life and where have where have I experienced God because again I was a cradle Catholic but but I mean you know when 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 you did faith formation in the 90s it just it, it lacked a handful of fundamental things. Um, so yeah, so, uh, the, the timeline was so transformative for me. And then I just, I saw how it, it shifted my, my journey with my husband, you know, in our, in our, in our sacrament of marriage, our, the way that, the way that I walked with him, you know, cause I mean, although we're, we're, we're in that sacrament together and, and that is one journey, we, we do still also have our, our individual journeys with the Lord as well. And, in a simultaneous, you know, fashion. And, um, it helped me walk with him differently and it helped me walk with my kids. And we took so many of the prayer practices of just in the simple ways we, we used to have a, uh, in the evenings, our, our family prayer routine was at the end of the day, you know, we, right before bed, we sat down together and we all, uh, we went around the room and we all prayed for one thing you're thankful for. And one thing you want to ask God for, because let me tell you, kids can, kids can talk. And that's beautiful in prayer, but like not at eight o'clock at night when I really just want you to go to sleep. So we would limit it and that's what we would do. And it was great. It was fruitful. It was a beautiful prayer time as a family and stuff. But, um, after doing reach more, we would start implementing more frequently, uh, some of those practices of being like, you know, okay, you know, kid number one, you're going to pray for kid number three and kid number two, you're going to pray for kid number one. And, you know, that sort of thing where it really helped all of my children from ages of 12 to one. Well, he didn't talk, but the, the three-year-old talked a lot. And so it really helped them even just hone in on 
what's going on with my sibling? And Mm -hmm. what are they asking for me to pray for them? And seeing Mm -hmm. that in just my kids alone was so beautiful. So just in my home front, in my home apostolate, the, the transformations that happened were so incredible. I know I keep saying that. I sound like Father Mike Schmitz on like his Bible in a year, catechism in a year, where he's like, man, oh man, incredible. And you're like, it really is though. It really is. <laughs> no, but I love that because every time we do apostolates, there's always people are like, oh, I'm so busy. I'm going to like, start with your apostolate, your first pro- apostolate, which is your home. Right. Okay. Like your first thing is like, this should impact the way that you live your married life and your life with your children and your life at home like the things that you learn at reach more should first and foremost impact your family yeah and like your work life and your daily life and then other things as well right so you're kind of a testimony of of the importance of that yeah things and so beautifully it does and it's funny because i think one of the one of the coolest takeaways that I've that I've gotten from this whole experience with the AMS and, and Reachmore's relationship has been that for one, I probably in that same Zoom meeting where I was like, oh, we're we're doing it's not an if, it's a when we start a small group. Uh, I'm pretty sure I whipped out my phone and under the table or away from like the Zoom camera was like Googling what is an apostolate? Because your girl had no idea. I was like, I don't even, what? I think there's actually one part in the beginning of Reachmore where it talks about what evangelization is. There was a video. I don't remember who it was, but he talks about, uh, you know, what evangelization means and da, 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 and how like sometimes you hear this word. And I was like, yes. Oh, man, that's me. There were so many times during Reachmore and like just the book and the videos. I have that book is dog eared up and down the spine for me, um, where I was just like, no, God created this entire, this entire program solely for Gabrielle. That's what he did because it just, it infiltrated so many parts of me. Uh, but yeah, I had no idea what an apostle was. So what I was saying was, uh, I, I think one of the coolest things that I kind of took away was that it is, it's the most malleable word. There is no cookie cutter. This is what your apostolate's going to look like. And it kind of took me a few weeks, a couple months, almost a year to really embrace that and recognize it. But when I did, I was like, oh, this is great. It's, it's all, it's just your journey is an apostolate. And whether it's with your spouse, yourself, your kids, your extended family who you know, we, we all have those friends and family who have so many different faith journeys, whether they don't believe at all, whether they're falling away Catholics, whether they, you know, are non-denominational Christians, whatever, whatever realm of their, you know, walk that they're on, Reach More helped me walk with them so differently. And again, from someone who was like, I would never sign up for something like this. I was, I was a wife. I was a military spouse. I was a mom of four kids, you know, two dogs. Like we were in the, we were in the throes. My husband, I actually started, I started reach more while he was gone on a four month, uh, TDY. And like my, I had two kids in school. I had two kids at home. Uh, I'm a stay at home, you know, mom right now in this season of life. So I was, it was one of those things where I was like, (laughs) If I, I feel like if, if 
if I really knew what I was signing up for, again, I would have gotten in the Holy Spirit's way and been like, nope, we're not, we're not doing that. I know better than you, God, and that's not what I'm signing up for. But truly by just the grace of, of being like, I don't know, I just, I, yes, okay, yes. And then afterwards being like, what? okay, well, I said yes, so I'm just going to trust you, God. I'm just going to trust you. Um, it's, it's been beautiful. So I will say, no matter what you have going on in your life, you totally have room for this because it's so, it's personally a, a transformative experience. I'm so happy to hear that, Gabrielle. <laughs> um, so, you know, you've got a couple things going on right now. You've got your, your Zoom group, you have the, uh, the adoration and family dinner night at the cathedral. Um, as you pray about what the Lord is asking you to do, what are your hopes and what do you really hope to see out of these two apostolates? Yeah. Uh, with, so with our Zoom group, um, it's been similar situations, similar similar people to to the same life and realm that I'm in, uh, with with just that busyness, having wearing all these very large hats, uh, you know, fulfilling these vocations of of, of uh, marriage and 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 parenting and things like that. Um, to see how even just doing a small group with with the tools of Reach More seeing how that has transformed the couple of people that's been in my group has been so beautiful. I mean, there's, there's been a couple of times where, you know, like we started this group and, and neither of the two other women that, that we started with were very comfortable with praying. And that, that's been my most, like the, the biggest transformation with, um, I keep saying transformation, but it really is uh, with reach more for me was just, getting comfortable in prayer, getting comfortable in outward prayer as well, and praying for others and like praying in the moment with others and, and things like that. Um, and seeing their journey with that grow as well has just, and they, and they didn't, they didn't take the 12 week class, you know, they didn't take the, the reach more, but, but experiencing it through me and, and the tools that I've been able to bring to the group and watching their faith journey flourish has has really been great so i think when 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 i really pray for our group it's it's with that continuation it's it's for their journeys because because i'm seeing it happen in their home lives as well you know their relationships with with their spouse and their kids are are just they're growing and they're flourishing and in the, in the right direction and it's been really beautiful and same with same with kind of the the family adoration is is really praying that in the same ways that our family was able to be transformed with starting a family adoration out at Langley and being a part of that and how, how I watched my kids be able to sit for an hour at in front of truly in front of the Lord. And we talked about it, you know, and, and all these things. And cause a lot of times people, you know, parents would be like, we're just going to do like a 30 minute adoration. Like kids can't last an hour. Sure. Some kids, yeah, like I get work your work your way up to it, but don't discredit an hour with the Lord, especially when it's in a setting that that kind of removes some of those pressures that us as parents feel. Um, so I experienced that, and so to to just really, I know that there are so many other families and children that are going to feel that as well and be just transformed. <laughs> Um, you know, in the presence of the Lord, that's, that's my prayer for, for them. Cause I, I know he is, 
he is totally going to do that in their lives when given these opportunities. So to be a part of, of making those opportunities available for these families and these kids and these parents. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm excited. I'm so excited to get it going. One of the things that I see coming out of this is um, a proliferation of these groups because you've got a couple folks who are with you. Um, it, it sounds like one of them is in the, like she's a military spouse, right? You said that she's yeah. in North Carolina right now. One of them's your cousin down in, in Mississippi. So whether or not she is, I mean, is in the military, it really doesn't matter because at some point you, you move on. Maybe you'll be in a season of your life where you can't do this anymore. But the women that you're doing this with, they'll see it. They have a model. Maybe they'll yeah. be able to go through reach more training and then they can start their own. And so that same transformation that you went through and you help them go through, they get to help other people go through. And that's renewal. Like that is the renewal of the church yeah. for when, when people are willing to spend time with others and invest in them so that the Holy Spirit can move and bring about conversion and deepening of, of faith. Uh, that's a pretty cool thing to be a part of. Yes. It's been so beautiful to see that really kind of happening as well. Um, so yeah, I agree. It's God's awesome. <laughs> Again, like one of those, like, oh, you just, you, when you experience it and you're just like, this is, this is great. And it works. It works in such awesome ways. Yeah. You just kind of want to scream it from the rooftops and the people around me have definitely been introduced to it. Um, and my cousin down in, down in Mississippi, she's a part of the Biloxi diocese. And I have, I have an aunt who, who works with the bishop down there and he's, he has a very large, like evangelize, make disciples. Yeah. Um, yeah. So They've got a great so, plan. Yeah. So I'm like, reach more. There we go. Yeah. 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 Pray about it. So, yeah. So um, it's been, yeah, it's been cool. I'm excited for here at our, at our new base. Again, we're, we're in this limbo state where we don't have a priest, um, but we are, we are scheduled to get a priest, uh, a full-time, he's an active duty priest uh, here at the end of September, beginning of October. And uh, I'm excited for him to get here so that, you know, we can, we can kind of begin to build this, this community here and kind of get it going. Well, we will pray for that priest to get there quickly. So hopefully he's there in just like two weeks and uh, and can start uh, bringing the sacraments to you guys and continue to to nourish not only your apostolate, but everything else going on. Well, yes. Gabby, thanks so much. I'm sorry, Gabby, not G Gabby, Gabrielle. I have a friend Mommy, Gabby, where I was going. Um, but Gabrielle, thanks so much for coming on. And most importantly, thanks for saying yes to the Holy Spirit, even mm -hmm. when you don't know what you're being asked to sign up for. Yes. <laughs> Thank you all for, for working with such an incredible program. And having this relationship with the AMS, it is fruitful and beautiful. I love it. I love every second of it. So we're honored to, to work together for the same goal, which is to help each other get to the Lord. So, yes. Well, God bless you, Gabrielle. And I hope the start of the school year is awesome for your kids and that your apostolates continue to flourish. And they, just like St. Paul's churches that he started, uh, when you move on and, and uh, go to another base, that they continue and they serve as uh, a place of, of nourishment and conversion for countless souls. Yes. Amen. All right. Bye, everybody. Bye, y'all. Well, friends, thanks so much for joining us for this interview with Gabrielle. We hope you enjoyed listening to this interview just as much as Maddie and I enjoyed interviewing Gabrielle. She was a lot of fun to speak with because she just had so much energy and at times even felt like a commercial for Reach More. So the takeaways for us today are first, 
learning to listen to the Holy Spirit. And you might say, Dan, that's a little bit like saying, uh, hey, just be luckier, right? Well, how do you do that? It would be easy if I could just say that and have it happen, but it doesn't work that way. So the thing to do is to pray more and to learn the voice of God and to begin to learn when and how he is acting in your life. And the hands down best way I have ever found to do that is the Ignatian prayer, the examine of consciousness. And so there's some great resources you can find on that. I'm sure if you go on YouTube, you'll find a bunch of videos, or if you just Google, uh, the Jesuits have a great website with some resources there. And the benefit of that is you start to learn uh, how the God is acting in your life by reviewing and reflecting on your day. And as you do that, what happens is you start to recognize it in real time. And so you no longer have to wait till the end of the day to think back and say, you know, where was God today? Where was he acting? You begin to recognize it and feel it so you can respond appropriately. And I think that's what was going on in Gabby's life when she shared about her ability to respond. So um, that, I think that's something that makes it eminently more practical to say, okay, how do we listen to the Holy Spirit? First, you learn how, how, what he sounds like. The next thing that I think is really interesting is how Gabby preferred Zoom. And that might be something for us to consider. There's going to be people in our lives who, for whatever reason, can't or won't participate in something live. And of course, the opposite is also true. Uh, but maybe we don't have time to do something live because we don't feel like we can get the house clean on time or we live out of the way. It's too far. Maybe Zoom is the way to go. And is it everybody's favorite method? No, it's not mine. Uh, but it's still better than nothing. And good things can come about. God is not limited by Zoom and by technology, those kind of things. So I think those are good takeaways for us today. Um, be open to the Holy Spirit, be open to Zoom. And then uh, lastly, uh, Gabriella was open to things shutting down. She started one apostolate and then had to move. She really had no choice. So sometimes God is going to ask us to close the doors on something and that's okay. It doesn't mean that it was a waste of our time. We will never understand until we are reunited with him in heaven why he asks us to do certain things. So um, if the Lord asks you to start something today and tomorrow asks you to close up shop, that is okay. It will all glorify God and bring more people to be in relationship with him in the end. So thanks so much. God bless you and have a wonderful day.